Hello there, lovebirds and heartbreak survivors. Welcome to Relationship Realness, the podcast where we keep it real about all things relationships. I'm your host, Christina, and I am here to guide you through the ups and downs of love, from first dates to last goodbyes, whether you're looking for the secret to a long and happy relationship or just need some good old-fashioned venting about your ex, we've got you covered. So grab a glass of wine or whatever your beverage of choice may be, settle in, and get ready to join the conversation on all things relationship realness. Let's dive in, my loves. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Relationship Realness. My name is Christina, also known to many as a relationship boss, and it's Monday. And you're listening to this on Tuesday, but it's Monday for me, and I am drinking my coffee, and it's so delicious, and it's so good, and it's a good day. It's a good, good day. I had a great weekend. I helped my husband. He's been working his butt off. Um, I'm so proud of him. So, so proud of him. I also went to Costco for the first time. This is so unrelated to today's episode, but I have to get this out. You know, I went to Costco for the first time in a while, and like, I love Costco. I really, really, really do. There's so many things there, so many things there. But like, as I was standing there looking around, I was like, geez, this consumerism, this is just wild, like just massive amounts of stuff, massive amounts of food, massive amounts of just things. And I'm just like, oh, this is just wild to me. I also feel like going to Costco on a freaking Sunday is not for the week. It is not for the week. Like, I haven't been there in so long, so obviously haven't been on a Sunday. But wow, there were a lot of people there. But this, I will say, I will say that Costco is hands down one of the best places for people watching. Like, we were waiting in line for my husband to renew his membership, and I was just in la la land just staring at the people i know it sounds so rude i'm I'm sorry but it's like when you go to disneyland and you stop for a second and you take a break and you just take a minute to take in everything around you and you just feel like you're in a whole nother universe like you really do like everyone is a character you look at everyone and they literally are a character and i don't know they're probably looking at me feeling the same freaking type of way but i just really took a minute and like was really enjoying the people watching and I had a great time. I will say that. Um, it was overwhelming. And it's not necessarily for people that I would say have a lot of social anxiety, which is me, um, or just being around a lot of people in a small space. But I found it highly entertaining. There was like this girl fighting with her parents because her parents wanted to go get a slice of pizza in the middle of their shop. And she was like, guys, this makes literally no sense. Like, why are you wanting to do that? And it was just very entertaining and I had a great time. <laughs> so that was like the highlight of me my weekend, which is very, very sad. But I'm I'm not mad about it. I'm really not mad about it. As I get older, it's just what my life is like. I also had another moment last night. Okay, so I've been talking to you guys a lot, a little bit about a lot, a little bit. You know what I mean? I've been mentioning like in and out on a few episodes when it does come up, like my husband and I are going through that phase where we're like, do we have kids? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want kids. And um, last night I jumped on the trend of doing the like AI um like taking my husband's photos and then taking my photos and seeing what our baby would look like. 
all night long, I was like, we're having a baby. We're having a baby. She's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. We're having a baby. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I know that AI, the AI photo thing, like maybe it's not realistic, but maybe it is at least gave me like something to be like, wow. Oh my God. Okay. Let's have a baby. Screw all of the other worries that I ever had. Like, let's just do it right here, right now. Like we're going to make a baby right now because she is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, that got me. That got me. And then I woke up this morning to the reality of um, what my life would actually look like if I had a child. But then I looked at her picture again. And I was like, okay, I still, I still want to do it. I don't know. We're just talking about it. We are taking things one step at a time. We're not even going. I got to get through my vacation in August 1st. I got to get through this. I, I decided it was a good idea for me to step outside my comfort zone this past week and apply to be a speaker um, at this powerhouse women event in Arizona, which I'm so excited. I get to attend regardless. Like I bought a ticket to attend and I was going to attend regardless, but I was like, why not step outside my comfort zone and just apply to speak? If I get it, fantastic, amazing, great. It was meant to be. If not, then I'm going to go and I'm going to watch and then I'm going to apply next year. So it is what it is. And I'm very excited for it. So I decided it was a good idea to take two back-to-back trips Basically, like I get home from Mexico and the following weekend, I'm going to Arizona for this event, which I'm very excited about. Of course, I'll take all of you with me if you follow me on social media, but that's not why I'm here today. I wanted to talk about, so I was going through all of my like past videos, all of my past episodes, and you know, it's so interesting to me that the most popular of my videos on TikTok and the most popular of my um, most popular episodes so far on my podcast is the question that I ask and say, these are three reasons your relationship is worth fighting for. So the question, is my relationship worth fighting for? I've realized is one of the more popular questions asked. And so I started asking myself why. I mean, it's an obvious answer, but I really wanted to know why this like topic was so popular. And I really think that it's because relationships are an essential aspect of human life. And they deeply, deeply impact our emotional well-being, right? People ask this question when they find themselves facing challenges, when they find themselves facing uncertainties or doubts about the future and their relationship. And I think that there are like several factors that contribute to why this question is so prevalent. Like, it's so interesting to me. A lot of people focus on making money in their careers and da-da-da and getting a partner, But then a lot of people forget what happens after you've gotten all of those things. You actually have to maintain that relationship. You actually have to like go through the ups and downs and the highs and lows and the hard moments along with the good moments. And people just stop like focusing on their relationships after they've gotten the relationship, which is why I think that people like all of a sudden are at this crossroads where they're like, oh my God, do I give up and then start dating again? Or do I actually fight for this relationship? Because relationships need to be fought for the right ones. The right ones need to be fought for, right? So several factors contribute to why I thought this question was so prevalent. One being the emotional investment, right? People invest time, energy, and emotions into their relationships. And then when difficulties arise, you naturally want to determine if your efforts are justified and if the relationship is absolutely worth continuing or not, right? Maybe this question is also so popular because we fear loss, right? The fear of losing someone that we care about so deeply can be very overwhelming. And asking whether the relationship is worth fighting for 
reflects that there is a desire to hold on to something that brings joy, love, and companionship, right? And I think that we also need to normalize the fact that there will be uncertainty. There will be doubts along the road of a relationship because life is very unpredictable. And relationships can absolutely be complex, right? Not even just romantic relationships. Our relationships with family, our relationship with friends, complex. They're hard, right? Doubts and uncertainties can arise, leading to us questioning like, whether this relationship can actually weather the storm that has come into my world, right? We also all desire happiness. At the end of the day, everyone deserves happiness. Everyone desires happiness in their relationships. And then when we're faced with challenges, people just want to ensure that the relationship has the potential to bring that long-term happiness and fulfillment into their life. But, you know, there's something that I do want to say on this one is that we can never really truly be sure. We can never be sure. We can just put in the effort. We can do the stuff and hope our partner meets us halfway, right? You know, I brought this up because I think that there are a lot more things that go into determining if your relationship is worth fighting for. And I have 10 of them. I have 10 of them. On the last episode, I only gave you three. But knowing whether a relationship is worth fighting for is like a really significant decision that definitely requires careful consideration and it requires a lot of self-reflection. It requires a lot of work, right? There are countless times where I will see people or clients will come to me wanting to fight for a relationship, but it's only one-sided, It takes two people to fight for a relationship. First and foremost, you both have to be open. You both have to be willing to do the work and you have to remain consistent with it. And then I've also seen clients who've come to me just ready to give up and they don't want to put in the work. They don't want to do it anymore. So to them, their relationship is not even worth fighting for at all, right? So let's go through 10 reasons why your relationship might be worth fighting for and why it's worth putting in the effort, okay? I'm going to do this quickly, so let's just start. I don't want to waste any more of your guys' time. So number one is pretty obvious, and I think that there's a few on here that is obvious, but we often bypass it when we're at that crossroads moment where we're kind of like, nah, I can't do this anymore, or yes, please, I want to be in this with you. So number one, shared values and life goals, okay? If you and your partner align on fundamental values and long-term aspirations, it shows that you are on the same page about building a future together. And like this brings me back to the point of like me and my husband having conversations about having kids. Him and I have always remained on the same page. We always know that we go into the idea of having kids and having this shared life goal, making sure that him and I are on the same page, right? We both knew that we do definitely want to have kids, but over time it's changed. And then him and I have conversations and we're able to talk about it and be like, should we? I don't know. Do we? Yeah, maybe. And then we'll reevaluate a couple of months later. So him and I have always made sure that we share the same values and the same life goals. And we're on the same page about building our future together. We've never like been totally one way and then him be totally the opposite because that would just cause so much freaking conflict. Okay. So do you have shared values? Do you have shared life goals with your partner? All right. So if you don't know, talk about it, 
If you have no idea as I'm saying this, then why are you even debating ending your relationship if you don't even know if you guys are on the same page, right? You have to at least have those conversations first and foremost, okay? Number two, open and respectful communication. Duh, duh. You're like, duh, Christina, thank you. I already know this. But I have to remind you, it's my job to remind you, right, that healthy relationships need to prioritize open and respectful communications, okay? where both partners feel heard and valued. Listen, it took me a long time to learn this, okay? Because I am Italian. I am half black. I literally have like a temper. I do. I am okay admitting that I do. I go from zero to 100 real quick. That's just who I am as a person. I talk with my hands. I'm very loud. Like that's just me. Like that's who I am. I'm pretty sure it's the Italian in me and I get it from my dad's side of the family, okay? But I had to learn to really make sure that my partner felt heard and valued. And this took a while because I am so strong-headed and because I know what I want um, and because for so long I wasn't able to use my voice because I was in an abusive relationship, I started to really overcompensate and just have to be the loudest one in the room to feel like that was the only way to get my point across. And so my partner, this honestly happened recently where my partner's like, you know, it's just easier for me to agree with you. It's just easier for me to, you know, say yes, even when I want to say no. And I was like, no, I don't want that. I want you to make sure that you feel heard and that you also feel valued because it's our responsibility to create respectful communication in this relationship. And so having those moments and realizing, hey, we need to make a few tweaks here and there, you got to do it. And the only way to do that and have those realizations that maybe something needs to change, maybe my partner isn't feeling heard, maybe my partner isn't feeling valued, is by talking, is by having calm, cool, collected, open, honest, respectful communication. Okay. If you got that in a relationship, fantastic, great, amazing, because that's rare. It's really, really rare to have. And it takes a lot of work to implement that. Okay. Third, the willingness to work through challenges. Yes. hundred percent, right? A strong commitment to facing challenges together and that willingness to put the effort into resolving conflicts Gosh, this demonstrates such a deep level of dedication to the relationship. Like this I learned from my husband. Like when I first got into this relationship, it fight or flight mode, fight or flight mode because of my past trauma, because of my past unhealthy relationship. But he was always willing to stand his ground and fight through the challenges and move through the uncomfortableness and he made me feel so safe to know that he was committed to facing these challenges together. He was like, you're not just running away from this hard stuff. Like we're committed. We're married. You got to do this with me. And that was huge. He taught me how important it is to have that strong commitment to face those challenges together as a team. And if you're able to do that, if you can trust your partner and commit and like know they're committed to this, gosh, amazing. Yes, that relationship is totally worth fighting for if you have that in your partnership, okay? You know, also the mutual support and encouragement. You know, having a supportive partner who genuinely cheers you on and encourages your personal growth 
is such a beautiful sign of a relationship worth preserving. Like me starting my own business and having crazy ups and downs and hard moments and my husband just holding me when I'm crying and telling me you are not giving up. You are going to continue to keep going. Even those months where I made no money and then the months where I made a shit ton of money, right? He was always there by my side, encouraging me and supporting me and vice versa. My husband has newly embarked on this amazing journey for himself to start, you know, doing what he does best. And I'm so beyond proud of him. And he also gets very stressed and he also gets very anxious. And, you know, he's needed some financial support along this journey as well that he's started. And I believe in him and I will happily happily help him and encourage him to face those challenges, to be that supportive partner who cheers him on and will do anything I can to help him. And so him and I make a really, really good team when it comes to supporting and encouraging one another. And if you feel that in your relationship, right, if you feel like you can easily and confidently go on your own personal development journey without having to worry that you're going to lose your partner and that you know, they're going to grow with you instead of grow apart. Beautiful. It's amazing. You should absolutely fight for that relationship. Okay. You know, next is having emotional intimacy and connection, you know, emotional intimacy and a deep connection absolutely will foster a sense of trust. It'll foster a sense of vulnerability and a feeling of being understood by your partner, right? A lot of the times we're scared of intimacy and we're scared of that deep emotional connection because maybe you've been hurt in the past. But if you're able to have deep conversations with a person to share your fears and your goals and, you know, your weak moments and the things that you want to create in life, your dreams and talk about it and your partner's interested in it and they ask you questions and you feel that emotional intimacy and connection with them, beautiful. Because of course that builds trust because it's scary being vulnerable. But if you're able to be vulnerable and show your true authentic self and be completely accepted for who you are, like, oh my gosh, like why would you ever even question fighting for a relationship like that? Because that's freaking rare. Because a lot of the times, like I've been in relationships where I felt like I had to put a mask on, where I felt like I could not be the true version of myself, where I felt like I had to fit myself into this other box to make my partner more comfortable or to fit in. And like, no, not the vibe, not the freaking vibe. I prefer feeling like I can just be vulnerable and be my true self. Gosh, so much more. And my partner understands me. And if you don't give yourself permission to be vulnerable, then your partner's never even going to have an opportunity to understand you. You have to at least set them up for success, right? You can't just not be vulnerable and not let your walls down and expect them to understand you and accept the true authentic version of you because they don't even know who that is. So you got to do it if you're not doing it already. Okay. (laughs) You know, next of course is respect for individuality. You know, a relationship that respects each other's individuality, their personal boundaries and their independence. And it allows for space for that personal growth and self-expression, right? 
if my partner was consistently telling me who I could hang out with, who I can't hang out with, and up my ass about the hobbies that I want to do on my own, or how much time I spend working on my business, or, you know, if I need alone time to just read and meditate and relax and be by myself, if they were not okay with that, then I would have a serious problem. Because I'll remind you again, relationships where you can still maintain your individual individuality <laughs> individuality are the most beautiful ones because you never want to one be controlled in a relationship right you don't want to ever be told that you can't go and do something without your partner you should absolutely maintain your individuality and have that sense of independence right but you are a whole ass person and your partner is a whole ass person And that should never go away when you get into a relationship. Sure, you may mold into one another. Me and my partner, I'm pretty sure we started dressing the same. But like that just happens over time. We both have the athletic leisure look going on. And people used to call him Coach Tony. And like when we first started dating, we would both like dress like very athletic-y. Like, I don't know. That's just our vibe. But that just means we fit. Like we just fit together. And he never tried to change me into this person. We just naturally did it, right? But he still has has he still has his own life. I still have my own life and my own friends. And we support each other a hundred percent to just be ourselves, to do what we want. Of course we do a lot of things together, but like if he wants to go and hang out with his friends, please by all means go and hang out with your friends. Go and hang out with your friends because I could sure use alone time for myself, right? And it feels really, really good to be able to do that. Because in my past relationship, I didn't. I did not even trust my partner to go out and be an independent version of himself because he was untrustworthy. And I was also really insecure with who I was, you know, as a person. And that was just not a recipe for success at all. You got to be able to live your own life while also being able to maintain the balance of, you know, being in a partnership. It should start to ebb and flow and it should just feel easy. Okay. You know, next, we only have, we have a few more, few more, swear. Next, you know, efforts to improve and grow. This is huge because you're absolutely going to grow as a human being during the duration of your relationship, especially if you've been with your partner for a long time. Like I've been with my now husband for 10 years and we are not the same people that we were when we first started dating. We have grown. Absolutely. But we were also willing to learn and grow and evolve together in an effort to create a foundation for that long-term success and happiness. Like, let me tell you, when we first started dating, we did not know healthy communication. Oh, hell no. We did not, you know, we had moments where trust was broken and betrayed. We had to learn to embrace our individuality, right? That comes with growing. I had to heal from a whole ass traumatic abusive relationship. And I did that in this relationship, right? And he was there for me every step of the way because we learned and we grew and we healed together and we evolved together as a couple and as individuals. And it was never just one person willing to do the work while the other one just sat by and watched. It was both of us. And we both grew together as a team and as a couple and as individuals. And if you're able to do that in your partnership, oh, it's sure as shit worth writing for. I promise it is. Okay. Um, You know, next is that there's genuine love and affection. The presence of genuine love, affection, and appreciation for each other. Gosh, it just strengthens the bond between the two of you, right? Especially showing affection, especially showing appreciation, right? 
the small things. When I hear this, it's when I wrote this one down, it was, I was thinking of the small things, the little things that show you and make you feel like this person really loves me. This person really appreciates me. Like my husband has been so stressed out the last couple of days and his quote unquote normal chore that he's responsible for in the house is doing the dishes because I don't do the dishes. Let me tell you right now. Okay. I don't like it. I just don't like it. But He's been so stressed out. So I decided to take initiative. He didn't even ask me and he was out running an errand and I just did the dishes, right? Super small, super small thing. But he came home and he was so grateful for it. He was so appreciative for it. And it's that small thing where I just show genuine love and affection for him in a way that I know is his love language. And I did it. And he was so grateful for it. And he showed me that he was grateful for it. And that felt really, really good, right? The little things, okay? The little things go so much farther than those huge grand gestures. Now, don't get me wrong. We love a grand gesture. We love romance. We love a grand gesture. But I'm saying like the little things are the things that you can do a lot more often to show that genuine love and appreciation and affection and those types of things. When I say this, I usually think of like catering to each other's love languages, right? Acts of service was his. I did it. He appreciated it. He showed me some affection for it and it felt really great. Okay. Um, Next is the ability to forgive and let go. Mm, Everyone's least favorite one. But in relationships, especially healthy relationships, gosh, you're absolutely going to have to learn to have the capacity to forgive past mistakes and move forward with understanding and empathy. Um, You know, it's not to say that you forget what happened. No. But we're all human, okay? We all make mistakes. And if you're not able to forgive and move forward in this relationship, then it's probably not worth fighting for for you. I'm just going to say that out loud because things will absolutely happen. Now, of course, there are some unforgivable things. Sure, maybe some relationship ending things. Yeah, of course. But if you meet like nine out of the 10 of these and this is the only one that you are struggling with is forgiveness out of this list that I'm going through, then you may want to work on your ability to forgive a little bit and move forward and let it go. Okay. Trust me. I've had to do it in my relationships and it was the best thing that I ever did for myself. And it actually grew us stronger, right? When something happens big in a relationship, like for example, the infidelity that I experienced in my relationship early on when we were just dating, you know, It was emotional infidelity, but, you know, I had to let go and move forward. And I always tell my clients, it's either going to break you up or it's going to bring you closer together. And it brought us much closer together. So you got to practice your ability to forgive, especially the small stuff, okay? Holding on to grudges is not going to get you anywhere, anywhere. And lastly, is my favorite one, is that you have shared laughter and fun. You know, a lot of the times we think of relationships and all that stuff is a lot of the serious stuff, a lot of the hard conversations. I talk a lot about that stuff because it's important. Of course, it's important. But a healthy relationship involves shared laughter, joyful moments, and the absolute ability to enjoy each other's company. You actually have to like each other, okay? Like, my husband makes super dumb jokes all the time, but I'm willing to giggle at them. Sometimes he gets mad at and laugh at all of his jokes, but we're able to have fun. We're able to be ourselves around one another. We're able to go and do things that bring us joy and we have fun and we make it intentional to go and have fun because life can be very, very serious sometimes and 
you got to remember to put in that effort to have fun. So if you are able to have fun with your partner, if you're able to do a lot of these things on this list or all of them, then shit, of course your relationship is worth fighting for. Absolutely. You just have to know how to fight for it. You have to put in the work to fight for it, especially if you're going through a rough patch, especially if you're at a crossroads, seek help, seek support, seek help, do the things, download my workbook, book a session with me, um, binge all of my episodes on my podcast, right? Um, Do the things. The only way that you're going to get through whatever rough patch or crossroads that you're at is if you do the things, if you do the work required of you to do it. And then I promise it's it's going to be great. And if you figure out that it's not worth fighting for, then that's also great. Follow your heart, follow your intuition. And please remember that no relationship is perfect, okay? And it's absolutely so normal to experience ups and downs. It's just essential to assess whether the positive aspects outweigh the challenges and whether both partners are committed to the growth and the improvement of your relationship, okay? So if you see these signs in your relationship, then it definitely may be worth fighting for. But like I said, always trust your instincts and make decisions that align with your well-being and your happiness, okay? I love you all so much. If you are listening to to this in the morning, afternoon, or night, my loves, I hope you have an amazing morning, afternoon, or night.